Another hard-fought performance out of the Chicago Blackhawks against one of the NHL's top teams, but they still wind up dropping their 17th consecutive game, getting blanked 2 to nothing by the Vancouver Canucks. And on today's episode, I'll get into a few of the bright spots from last night's loss, as well as Peter Morazic's projected contract extension, and I'll also discuss Corey Perry signing on with the Edmonton Oilers. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. As always, thank you all for making this show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman2. And make sure to go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also a quick reminder: whether you're watching the YouTube version of this or listening to the audio version, to hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. If you're an audio listener, please make sure to go and rate and review. It really does help me out tremendously. And also got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the best place to bet on the NFL playoffs. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to start earning bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet at America's number one sportsbook. All right, good morning, everyone. Again, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's Tuesday is off to a safe start here thus far. I've already done a little driving this morning before recording this episode, and the roads were very slick, very slippery. It's that weird uh, temperature combination where last night it got down to like 30 today. It's only up to like 33. So everything's still frozen out there. So hope everyone's travels has have gone safe thus far. Hope everyone's day is off to a good start. Got some stuff to get into here today. A lot to talk about. First and foremost, though, the Blackhawks were back in action last night for the first time since Friday night, where they picked up a massive four to three overtime victory against the New York Islanders. Awesome to see all the fans that showed out and showed love to go on down to the UC on Friday night, despite all of the Blackhawks injuries, get rewarded for doing so with an awesome performance and a really nice win capped off by Seth Jones scoring his first goal of the season. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks had a really tough task on hand last night as they traveled out West for the start of their four game road trip prior to the NHL all-star break. And they started things off with the Pacific division leading Vancouver Canucks who have just really, had their number over the years in the last 18 meetings between these two teams. The Hawks have only won four of them. And out of the last 10, they had only won two, but I'll tell you what, it it was a really shoddy start last night out of the Blackhawks. That's what actually ended up killing them. But this was another really sound performance against one of the better teams in the entire NHL. And we've been seeing this lately out of this depleted Blackhawks squad, right? A really hard fought two to one loss a couple weeks ago against the Edmonton Oilers. Another hard fought two to one heartbreaker to the Winnipeg Jets. A close 3 1 loss to the Dallas Stars, in which the Blackhawks led 1 0 going into the third period, right? Like we've been seeing this team showing that they're capable of hanging in there. The problem is they're just so depleted with this forward group. They can't do anything offensively, especially 
on the road, man. Putting the puck in the back of the net when the Hawks are not at the United Center has been a major issue. They wound up getting blanked again last night by Thatcher Demko and the Canucks. Second consecutive road game that they've been shut out. Uh, They've been shut out in three of six road games here in the month of January. And out of those six road games, the Blackhawks have mustered up a whopping four goals. So it's really unfortunate, though, because this team does deserve better for the way that they're hanging in there and battling and never really giving up. And that's something they easily could have done last night because it was such a treacherous start, giving up two goals in the opening seven minutes. The Isaac Phillips, Louis Crevier pairing was out there for both of them. I really didn't like the idea of putting them together on the third defensive pairing uh, from the jump, but To be fair, Coach Luke Richardson didn't really have much of a choice. As we know, Nikita Zaitsev is still on injured reserve. Hopefully, he'll be able to get back here sometime soon. But the Blackhawks also placed Connor Murphy on injured reserve last night prior to this game as well to make room for Nick Foligno and Ryan Donato. I'll get there in just one second. But now Murphy's on IR. He's going to miss uh, at least a week, that means, I believe. So he's not going to return prior to the NHL All-Star break while the Hawks are on this road trip. So... It was either go with, you know, Tenorti or Phillips, which didn't do good in the last outing, or go with Tenorti Crevier. It didn't like the looks of that. They ultimately ended up going with Crevier and Phillips, um, but either way, didn't really seem like an ideal situation one way or the other. But following that 2 nothing start where the Canucks just really had it going early, Andre Kuzmenko with a beautiful behind-the-back feed to set up Pia Suter to make it one nothing. Quinn Hughes, a dominant shift to double the lead early on, but the Blackhawks showed their resiliency the rest of the way, held the Canucks scoreless in the final 40 minutes, uh, limited them to, they ended up with 29 shots on goal. They had 12 in the opening 20, so only 17 shots in the final 40 minutes. Um, also outshot them total on the night, 31-29. to uh, I know I have a stat here somewhere. I, I really thought I did. Yeah, and held Vancouver to only seven high danger chances as opposed to uh, nine in the opening 20 minutes. So the rest of the way, the Blackhawks did a lot of good things and got a lot of good efforts from some individual guys, but just putting the puck in the back of the net is such an issue. And they had some really bad puck luck last night, a couple that certainly could have gone in. But a few guys I want to give shout outs to. Nick Foligno in his return to the lineup missed the last seven games Didn't miss a beat. He was one of the best players out there on the ice for the Blackhawks. Rejoined the top line with Taylor Radish and Philip Kurashev. That bumped Rem Pitlick down to the third line. And actually, Lucas Reichel and Cole Gutman wound up being healthy scratches for this one. And for Reichel, had just one assist in his last 11 games. Understand, you kind of had to wake him up. And I, I, I said it was either time to scratch him again or time to move him up in the lineup because keeping him in that same spot I personally think and expecting different results is a little bit insane. I was surprised to see Cole Gutman out of the lineup, though. One of the youngsters that I think plays with the right mentality. Coach Luke Richardson said he wants him to be a little bit better defensively, but I don't really know how you could be too picky right now, given what the Hawks have at their forward group. And they're kind of in a position where they need as many guys as they can get. So I didn't personally agree with Gutman being out, but I'm sure he'll be back in the lineup sometime soon here, though. But Philip Kershev. Uh, Another really sturdy performance last night. I know he only has one point in his last 10 games, but it's not due to a lack of effort or not due to uh, due to a lack of solid performances. He's still looking really sharp out there and like he is 
uh, the most skilled player on the Chicago Blackhawks right here, right now. And it's nice that we're still seeing at least signs of life out of Kershev with Connor Bedard out of the lineup. I didn't expect him to keep producing as he was when Bedard was healthy, but um, been unfortunate that he hasn't been able to rack up the points, but that's just been a symptom of just this entire Blackhawks offense struggling. But I thought Kershev was good last night. He had five shots on goal, looked aggressive. Colin Blackwell continues to just use his uh, speed and his hustle and determination and shoot first mentality to generate chances for the Blackhawks. Had the best look for the team last night, a breakaway opportunity late in the third that could have potentially cut the deficit in half. Unfortunately, missed just wide and hit the side of the net. But another good game from Blackwell, a reoccurring theme since he's returned here from injury. Reese Johnson also, I thought, had a really good performance on the fourth line. One of the most effective players at five on five for the Blackhawks last night. Finished with five shots on goal. Four of them were at five on five. He had four uh, four individual scoring chances himself and had a team-high five hits at five-on-five five as well in just 11 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. So effective performance out of Reese down on the fourth line as well, and he actually had a couple of the Blackhawks' best chances in this game. And then Alex Vlasic, man, he is just such a standout defenseman already at a young age. Uh, and what's really impressed me most recently is the skating ability on both sides. I mean, Vlasic has really, really turned it up a notch in terms of what he can do with the puck on his stick because of his skating. He's been lugging it into the offensive zone more frequently, carrying it out of the defensive zone himself, using his speed to get back and break up potential odd man rushes. And he nearly had a breakaway goal for the Blackhawks last night. And he's generated probably three or four breakaway chances himself as a defenseman and as a six foot seven defenseman. He's really shown some good wheels. We know what he can do with that disruptive stick and how he breaks up plays in the defensive zone, but he's really piecing it all together to be a complete all-around defenseman, and it's so exciting to watch. Again, not a lot of bright spots as a whole for the Blackhawks this year. Alex Vlasic has undoubtedly been one of them. And another one of those is Peter Mrazek, man, as steady as they come, cool as a cucumber in net. Seems every game, despite the Blackhawks being so limited, uh, having a depleted forward group, a less than ideal defense. He's ready to rock and roll and has given up two or less basically each and every game. It's now gotten to a point when Peter Morazic gives up three, we're a little bit shocked. But last night he stopped 27 of 29 to keep his team in it, made a lot of big saves as well. He has just been incredible. Sadly, Blackhawks fans, we found out a couple of days ago that since Connor Bedard is not going to be playing in the NHL All-Star game, the Blackhawks will not have a representative at this year's All-Star game in Toronto. A situation like this happened last year with Seattle when Matty Beneers ended up getting hurt and couldn't go represent the Kraken. It's happening to the Blackhawks this year, which is really unfortunate because Jason Dickinson, I thought, absolutely was deserving for the year that he's having, breaking out in all offensive categories. And Peter Morazic is also absolutely deserving of it for the way that he's persevered through everything on the back end and kept the Blackhawks alive in a lot of these games when they probably don't deserve to be so otherwise. So sad that the Blackhawks aren't getting a representative. Peter Morazic absolutely deserves it. And speaking of Peter Morazic, Blackhawks fans, those are my main thoughts from last night's loss in Vancouver. But coming up here in just a moment, I'll get into the latest Peter Morazic rumors around a possible contract extension, and I'll also draw up what I think a potential deal between the two sides could look like.
But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. While the NFL regular season has now come to an end and the playoffs have started, the offers with FanDuel stay running. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed with any $5 money line bet. Yes, you heard me right. That's $150 guaranteed with just a $5 money line bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right here, right now. Because football season, we're down to just four teams. Conference championship weekend is coming up on Sunday. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all playoffs long. Just pick any team to win on the money line, like uh, the Kansas City Chiefs or maybe the San Francisco 49ers. And regardless of the outcome, you'll get $150 worth of bonus bets into your account. And you can use these bonus bets to bet on any anything from the over-unders to the money line, player props, and much, much more, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly. There's no better place to bet on the NFL than FanDuel. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Segment two, we've heard rumblings since Jason Dickinson and Nick Foligno signed their two-year contract extensions recently that goaltender Peter Morazic could be next in line to get one as well. And funny enough on that, over the weekend, Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, TNT, ESPN, uh, NHL.com, Weeksy is all over the place these days. But on Friday night, he posted to social media that he's heard rumblings that the two sides, the Blackhawks and Peter Morazic, are working towards a contract extension, and they could be reaching a deal sometime within the next week or so. And again, we got this news on Friday. So any day now, we could be hearing a report of Peter Morazic getting his extension. And I'll tell you what, Blackhawks fans, I am personally all in favor of it for a couple of different reasons here. First and foremost, Peter Morazic absolutely deserves it. That's number one. Look at how he's played this year. If you have watched the Blackhawks on a nightly basis, you know not only the level that Peter Morazic has risen to this season comparatively to last year, but what's also super impressive about it is he's been uber consistent and really been leaned on by this Blackhawks coaching staff, given the struggles that Arvid Soderblom is having. And it kind of has gotten to a point the last three weeks, the last month where Peter Morazic has had to be ridden as the full blown workhorse where as I don't know, maybe the first 30 games of the season, it was closer to an even split. They've had to absolutely tail Morazic, and he hasn't shown any signs of fatigue or any signs of um, backing off of what he's uh, in the midst of doing right here, right now. It's really impressive. And at 32 years of age, 31, he turns 32 here in a couple of weeks, but just a huge bounce back season to really kind of save his career and I think change the reputation that he has around the NHL. Um, and prove that he is still a starting goaltender in this league. And what's unfortunate is because the Blackhawks are so bad, uh, Peter Morazic's goals save above expected um, don't really jump off the table. And whenever you look at goalie like analytical rankings or even goalie like fan rankings, Morazic is never up there, but he quietly has proven he's a, a top end starter in this league once again with what he's been able to do with the team ahead of him. So he absolutely deserves it. Now got a 12, 17 and one record, 
3.01 goals against average, 9.07 save percentage this season for the Blackhawks. Any way you put it, with the defense we have, where we're ranked in the NHL, and goals against, the goal differential, those are really outstanding numbers for Peter Morazic. So first, he absolutely deserves it. Second, I think this, again, shows a good message and uh, a sign of a good culture building here in Chicago that you know, players can get rewarded for their efforts right here, right now, even though it's not the most meaningful stretch of hockey for the organization based on where they're at in their rebuild. It still shows if you're working hard and if you're putting in the effort and giving it your all each and every shift game after game, we're going to reward you here. So I think that sends a good message to the locker room and the rest of the guys in it. Uh, three is they also just still need a goalie to kind of stretch over to bridge things over until Drew Camesso is ready. And Drew Camesso still isn't ready. Uh, Arvid Soderbloom clearly isn't ready and hasn't shown signs that he can be a number one goalie in this league yet. So the Blackhawks really need someone to kind of fill that bridge. And assuming things are the same as they are right now, Soderbloom will come back as the backup again next year. Hopefully things will go a little bit better. Camesso probably still remains in Rockford. And if I had to guess, They'd want him coming up to the NHL at the start of the 2025-2026 season. So still two years away, I think it makes perfect sense to give Peter Morazic a bridge deal with no other and truly NHL-ready goaltenders in the system. For I know there are people saying or upset that the Blackhawks aren't trading Morazic to capitalize on his value. Yes, it would be nice. The Hawks could maybe get a first, probably a second for Peter Morazic. They just really aren't in a situation where they can trade him because of the goaltender situation in the rest of the organization. Like if they traded Morazic, not only would they have to get a goalie back, but they'd have to get a goalie that they can rely on to be healthy and be their number one for the second half of the season because it can't be Arvid Soderbloom and they don't want to call up Camesso or Stauber or Jackson Weeks from Rockford. So that's kind of the tough situation right now. They can't really trade Peter Morazic, so you might as well extend him and keep him as your goalie with that being the case. And then last but certainly not least, the Hawks can absolutely afford him to. And I know there were people out there that were also upset about Jason Dickinson getting $4.25 million, Nick Foligno getting $4.5 million. It doesn't matter because it's only a two-year term deal. The Blackhawks still have $66 million at this point in time for the summer of 2025, a projected $43 million for next summer. We're not worried about the money. And again, this team doesn't have really anyone signed on long-term other than Seth Jones and Connor Murphy. Like They have so much spending money, so much financial flexibility. It's not going to hurt them at all to give out a lucrative contract for a two-year contract for a two-year deal. So they certainly can afford to do so. And I really hope the overreactions kind of mellow down once this does get announced. I really do expect it to happen here in the next day or two. But as far as what does the next deal look like for Morazic, again, I firmly believe it's going to be two years based on what we've seen from Dickinson and Felino, And that also probably gives us a little bit of an idea of what Morazic's cap hit is going to be. He's coming off a contract from the Leafs where uh, he was making, or his cap hit was $3.8 million. Again, Felino got 4.5 over a two-year span. Dickinson got 4.25 over a two-year span. So if I had to guess two years for Peter Morazic, probably somewhere around 3.5 to 4 million. I'd probably be more inclined to make it right around that $4 million mark just to give him a nice little reward for what he's done since arriving here in Chicago. He's been a really big part of this Blackhawks fans, and he can also be a very big leader for Drew Camesso and Arvid Soderbloom, who we're hoping can be pieces of uh, the next part of the goaltender 
goaltender duo in this organization. So there are a lot of reasons why a Peter Mrazek contract extension makes sense. Again, I believe it'll come out sometime in the next couple of days. And if I had to guess two years, $4 million for Peter Mrazek, I think that makes sense and would rank him right around the 15th highest paid goaltender currently in the National Hockey League. All right, there is my stab at Peter Mrazek's contract extension with the Blackhawks. Coming up in just a moment here, I still have to get into Corey Perry signing a one-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers. But first, I got to talk to you all about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and to also level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. Plus, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or else you'll get your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. With all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to turn your car into the MVP and to bring home that win. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, if you're watching on YouTube and haven't done so already, do me a quick favor, hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. And also, make sure to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports today, because Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. Segment three, the Edmonton Oilers, a team the Blackhawks are going to be playing here in a couple of days the third matchup during their four-game road trip prior to the NHL All-Star break. Edmonton is running red hot right now, if you haven't been paying attention, Blackhawks fans. In the midst of a 13-game winning streak and really have gotten their season settled and gotten things back on track following a dreadful start leading to then head coach Jay Woodcroft getting canned. But since then, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they've flipped a switch. They've gotten things back to where they needed to be to make the Stanley Cup playoffs this season. And they also just made a rather interesting addition to their roster on Sunday as it was announced that 38-year-old forward Corey Perry, who has been reinstated by the NHL after a meeting with Commissioner Gary Bettman, has signed a one-year contract worth $775,000 with the Edmonton Oilers. And a what he's been up to since being terminated from the Blackhawks is an absolute mystery, but according to Perry during his presser, uh, he seeked counseling for his alcohol abuse. Um, he says he's, where, where's the quote I have? Uh, said he's really had a chance to reflect and get the help and take full responsibility for what happened in Chicago to try and better himself. And then he said, from where I was two months ago to where I am today, it's been a world of difference. The help I've gotten and from where I've come from. Do I believe it? I don't know. It's Corey Perry. So who really does know? And who really knows as to what happened with him and the Chicago Blackhawks? Let me just say this, Blackhawks fans. I've heard whispers of a couple of different things, but from a couple different sources, neither were all that consistent. So I'm not going to just relay messages that I don't know are true to everyone out there to you. I don't know what happened with Corey Perry, truthfully. And 
I don't know if we're ever going to find out, which is really a shame and would just allow for this, I think, to go a little bit easier than the NHL realizes, right? Like everyone's going to speculate because they don't know. Unfortunately, the Connor Bedard mom thing is going to still be out there in the ether because they won't say what happened. And we know the NHL knows because Gary Bettman met with Corey Perry. We know the Blackhawks have been also in talks with the Edmonton Oilers. Kyle Davidson spoke with the Oilers organization about what happened to let them know everything that went down. It seems like everyone involved knows except the fans here. And until that happens, rumors are just going to run wild and spread like wildfire. And we've already seen the repercussions of not getting out to the public and saying what happened. So I really hope they wind up doing that. Do I believe they're going to? Unfortunately, no. And it's unfortunately not surprising that the Edmonton Oilers are the ones taking a shot here on Corey Perry. We've seen them go this route with Evander Kane in the past following everything that he's been through. They don't really care about the PR problems. They simply want a Stanley Cup. And to be valid and fair, Corey Perry was still playing really solid hockey with the Blackhawks before uh, his contract was terminated. Played in 16 games and had nine points uh, before he was terminated Um, ahead of that game. It was Blackout Wednesday, as folks call it, against the Columbus Blue Jackets, I remember it. One of Peter Mrazek's uh, only dreadful starts of the season. Felt like the Blackhawks were just absolutely deflated for that one, and maybe for good reason here. Um, but that was the last that we you know, heard of Corey Perry being with the team following that. Cut ties, terminated. Um, but yeah, I would like to know what happened. Will we ever know? I, I really doubt it. But Corey Perry now back in the NHL playing for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, a big ad for them, though. Let's not, you know, kid ourselves here. Regardless of what you think about Corey Perry, it's going to help round out their forward group, a veteran guy that's uh, been to the highest level with multiple different organizations. Um, prior to everything that happened in Chicago, we had only heard good things about him as a locker room guy. Again, we don't know what the situation happened, so I can't really speak on it. Um, but was someone who was known as a good leader, even by the words of Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson, based on what he had saw Corey Perry do with the youngins during their time together up in Montreal. So it's it's a really weird situation. And again, it would make life easier for me in knowing how to talk about this if I knew what Corey Perry actually did. But you know how the NHL goes if you've been a fan of this league for a long, long time. It's a hush-hush, sweep it under the rug league, and it's uh, an absolute travesty. And I really hope for the greater uh, good of the game and everyone involved and the lovely people and the lives that are involved in it, that there can be more transparency going forward. But again, uh, it's hard to have any hopes of that being the case when Gary Bettman is still in charge and time and time again, he shows us that he really doesn't care about anything except for money. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. And please be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. If you're a regular audio listener and if you're watching on YouTube and haven't done so already, make sure to hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the channel. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it's available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Do me a favor, go and give me a quick follow on X at Jack Bushman 2 and go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account as well at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, tomorrow I'm going to be dropping part four of my Chicago Blackhawks midseason prospect rankings, getting into the top five Blackhawks fans. Be on the lookout for that one. A lot of good stuff coming tomorrow. Until then, everyone be safe. 
Enjoy the rest of your day. That's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.